The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Carly Meisberger. Today, we talk about building community resilience with Jackie Kerouac Fram, the executive director of the Rebuilding Center. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio by our, sort of by our neighbor from the Rebuilding Center, the new executive director, Jackie Kerouac-Fram. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, we'll, we'll talk about, you're new to Portland, you're new to the organization. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's let's talk about the Rebuilding Center. It's changed. It started on, you know more than 22 years ago, and it's changed quite a bit since then. It has. So it was founded 22 years ago, and... Um, came up on Mississippi Avenue not too long after that as primarily a large, wonderful retail establishment um, full of wonder and treasure. And um, it and was... U- and used urinals. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, the used urinals. My children are a big fan. Um, yeah, and but the idea was always to have the retail establishment drive revenue in order to offer community engagement opportunities and to do some good work in the community. Um, over time, that work has um, been in, it's taken a lot of different forms. And one of the things that we're doing moving into the future at the Rebuilding Center is to really focus that work and make it more clear for the community so that people can really grab onto the the, the work that we're doing and the mission that we're serving in the neighborhood. Yeah, I really, there, there was an equity statement, I think I pulled off of the, the website that, and I'm going to read it, it's a little bit long, but I, it's fantastic. We are driven by a shared vision of a world in which all people and materials, particularly those perceived as liabilities and often cast aside by society, are respected and valued as a community, as community assets. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know the history of the rebuilding center uh, and and the the mix between the the uh, reused goods as well as the community classes, but I'd never sort of tied that together. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we're going to try to make much clearer over the next few years, which is that the Rebuilding Center exists really to support and build community resilience, right? So helping people to withstand the slings and arrows of everyday life, especially those in vulnerable populations, so that they can um, not only afford to repair and stay in their homes, but do projects, um, enhance their quality of life, because we also offer these wonderful education programs where we teach people repair skills, um, and they're accessible for people of all income levels, but they're also accessible for people of all skill levels, right? So we have really introductory classes to get people comfortable. I know I took my first class not too long ago. I was terrified of the bandsaw. And what was the class? I made a step stool. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it... um, 
It's not as functional as one would hope, <laughs> but but it works as, a, you know, you can stand on it. Um, but yeah, I was able to use a whole bunch of tools for the first time um, and learned a lot and, you know, it was a great experience. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge place. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And, you know, I, I was, this has been a few years, but I was there walking in the, the back work rooms once and there was an airplane being built. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Though. I don't know if that's still still going on, but there's uh, there's some st- the students of, of another nonprofit that were building a small airplane. Yeah, so that's one of the awesome things about us is that we engage with so many different nonprofits and we donate materials to other nonprofits all the time. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was some project that some eager students had going on, and we offered parts, and they got to it. And and so when when people talk about sustainability, they talk about the triple bottom line, about mm-hmm. community, environmental, economic, and and I think it is really all of those chords that the rebuilding center hits on. And you're talking some about the the community resilience. I want to just talk about the environmental dimensions of all this as well. Twenty five thousand tons of materials diverted from the landfill. I, I believe that's annually. Yeah, well, no, it's four to six tons every day, which is about 1,800 tons a year. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Has anyone ever sort of visualized what that looks like? Or, or, I mean, can you say, like, that's equivalent if I had a giant scale to, like, 20 whales or? Uh, Unfortunately, no. I don't (laughs) have that figure in my mind. Um, And the size of it would vary because some things are a lot heavier than others. Um, You know, we'd move a lot of lumber, which is pretty heavy stuff. Um, But yeah, it's an immense amount of material. And if anybody who's listening has ever visited the Metro Transfer Station, you know, the self-hauling area is full of stuff that has so much life left in it. Um, You know, it's, it's amazing how many things people toss that could end up in our store and put back into the community. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I should point out that that we are in the uh, the basement of the Falcon Building up on Killingsworth uh, and 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 Albina, and this studio was built by Rebuilding Center and by materials from there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And and that idea of this could have ended up in a landfill instead. Absolutely. But has been put to to use like this, and and you know, so I think people think of rebuilding center as a place to drop old sinks, drop doors, uh, to pick up new windows, uh, uh, chandeliers, all manner of things. Yes. But your job is your job is not that. Your job is not necessarily controlling the um, materials coming in and going out. How would you describe your job? As an organization, our work is to, or, or me, As, me personally. Yeah, the executive director. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. does the executive director of the Rebuilding Center do? Because, uh, you know, it's again, that's a program of, or that's a financial stream and, and part of the mission, but I don't imagine that you're there in your coveralls <laughs> and your work gloves. No, no. No, I do try to spend a lot of time in the store, but no, my work is really about um, helping to develop the mission and communicate it to the entire team, right? So the Rebuilding Center is at a point of inflection. We've been around for 22 years, and um, we've had some turnover in our executive position over the last four years. And when I arrived in March at the Rebuilding Center, the team was really hungry to understand what it is this organization was going to stand for in the future. What was our work going to be? What were we going to look like in five years? Right. And that's a lot of the work that we've been doing over the last six months is helping everybody come together and form 
a vision for the organization's future. Um, we have rewritten our mission statement to make it more clear and to better communicate the work that we do. Um, and really, you know, I think as an executive director, that's the bulk of the work is rallying people around the mission, rallying people around the vision, getting people uh, engaged and committed to the work that we're all doing and making sure they can all see themselves in it. And, and uh, Rebuilding Center is located in a neighborhood that has gone through a lot of change, especially in, you know, in the last um, 10, 15 years. Uh, how, how is that informing uh, the, the new mission statement and the new purpose for Rebuilding Center? Or is it? Or is, or is, is the idea that Rebuilding Center is there and is, is, uh, holds true to you know, what, what the area was about and has been about? I think it's both, right? So the Rebuilding Center is in a neighborhood that has transitioned significantly, like you said, in the last 15 years. And a lot of the people that we were serving because they lived in the neighborhood have been displaced to some of the more outer reaches of the region. Um, and our goal moving forward really is to do as good of a job as we can to continue to support community resilience uh, in our neighborhood and also throughout the region, wherever there are people who could benefit from what we offer. And to that end, you know, we are talking about in the next few years, trying to figure out how to do some outreach work to make sure that we are able to be in contact with the the populations that um, could really benefit from our affordable materials and our skill building classes um, and making sure that the, that our offerings are relevant to those populations while at the same time, right, not neglecting the fact that we are in a neighborhood now that has significantly more capital than it's had in the recent past and being able to make ourselves relevant for that population also um, by continuing to um, support the culture that that has always been enjoyable to to shop in, and and I want to I want to just hop into our music break because it seems like a nice place to do that because one of our, the music break is from one of your neighbors. It is absolutely so. Ural Thomas has been um, one of our neighbors, literally um, in our backyard forever, and uh, we, he lives in his own house. He lives in his own house, <laughs> right? No, he's not, he doesn't live in the rebuilding center, um, but no, he lives in his own house. Um, our uh, his his um, his backyard abuts our alleyway, and um, over the years, Ural and the rebuilding center have um, helped each other out quite a bit. Let's take a listen. We are talking to Jackie Kerouac-Fram, who's the new executive director for the Rebuilding Center, and we're going to take a listen to uh, X-Ray FM's good friend, Ural Thomas.
this LP. Sometimes it was going pretty fast. I had to turn around and holler, hey, Steve, slow down, man. Let's make this last, because we got this one. We got this, don't we, man? Do we have this one, man? Do we have it this time? That was, of course, Earl Thomas. This is the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking with Jackie Kerouac-Fram, who's executive director for Rebuilding Center. Now, you've been there for six months, and, and as we talked a little bit before the music break, uh, it's, it's probably been an exciting but challenging six months as uh, Rebuilding Center is uh, um, getting, getting its, its uh, bearings again or figuring out the next five years as it goes, as Portland goes through big changes and as the organization settles into some of those changes. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I arrived at the rebuilding center, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the staff were hungry for some direction. There had been a lot of turnover um, and the neighborhood had changed significantly. And so a large part of the work has been sitting down with the team. You know, anytime you're a new executive director, you know, the, the learning curve can feel like, you know, like a climbing wall. Um, and for me in particular, my background is not in salvage or reuse or sustainability. It's really in stakeholder engagement and civic civic engagement, policy education and that sort of stuff. Um, all of that work is relevant to the work at the Rebuilding Center. But, um, you know, coming on board and having to learn that and also making sure that we are preserving the culture and the wonderful I mean, if anybody shopped at the Rebuilding Center, you know how wonderful our team is. The customer service is awesome. Everybody is so friendly. I couldn't ask for a better team. The woman at the register makes jewelry for my daughters. Ella Rose. (laughs) Everybody loves Ella Rose. We just did a staff survey. I'm sorry, a store survey. We just did a store survey. And um, she was mentioned so many times as just a gem. Just a gem. Um, But yeah, so... Coming on for six, it's in six months, having to learn a new vocabulary, really understand the business um, in, a, in a real deep way. Um, we also um, closed our deconstruction department, which was a really big decision for the organization. Um, and in large part, you could, you, you could really regard that as a success, right? So this is the nonprofit happy hour. And a lot of the people listening might know that um, you know, one of the main goals of a nonprofit should be to make itself obsolete, <clears throat> right? Like we exist to serve the need that is not being met by the private or the public sector. And with deconstruction, um, we basically birthed a sector and there was uh, an ordinance in 2016 that was passed that required buildings built before uh, 1916 to be deconstructed instead of demolished by heavy machinery. Um, and when that happened, as would happen, you know, with a free market um, 
competitors sprung up all over the place, which is great for them. And uh, really what that meant for us is that the need for deconstruction was being met in the private in the private sector. And the rebuilding center um, could move on to doing things that were really more, much more focused around community resilience, um, community building, and, and education. And 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 um, because we are the nonprofit happy hour, and we talk about some of the uh, inner workings of nonprofits, I've always been curious about. Uh, uh, so, rebuilding center, how much is funded from the the sale of goods? I mean, because you're in a very enviable position in that there is a healthy revenue stream. Absolutely, yes. So, unlike most nonprofits, we have done very little fundraising outside of major grants for capital improvements. Um, that's changing significantly. Um, but up until this point, yeah, the vast majority of the revenue, 90% has come from the store. Right. And I, I would imagine, though, that that does really create a different relationship with stakeholders in, you know, I'm thinking about there's several organizations in town that have really fun, wonderful annual fundraisers. Uh, it's it's an opportunity to uh, uh, connect and people connect with Rebuilding Center in a very different way. Yeah. I mean, they come into our store and they have an experience every time they come in, which is very different from nonprofits, which are often uh, times, you know, nonprofit services are experienced by their clients, but not necessarily by their funders. And oftentimes the clients and the funders are two totally different populations. Um, whereas at the Rebuilding Center, um, our clients are our customers and are our funders, right? Because we raise the vast majority of our revenue through um, customer purchases. And um, moving forward, we will be engaging in some corporate and individual fundraising, um, which I am very excited about because the love for this organization is just everywhere, right? I moved to Saint I moved to, to Portland in March. And like you do when you start somewhere new, you tell people where you work and um, over and over, I heard, I love that place. I mean, whoever decided to put that on our bumper sticker was a genius because it is what people say when you mention that you work at the Rebuilding Center. That has been an enduring, that slogan's been around for a good 15, 20 years. It almost works. since the beginning. It's awesome. Yeah, let's let's shift the spotlight to you a little bit. Um, like you just said, you moved from St. Louis. What was, and, and there you were working with an organization called Focus. That's right. Uh, which worked on uh, employment for women and civic engagement. Am I getting that? I'm, uh, uh, I can tell you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Focus St. Louis is an organization that does public policy, education, and citizen engagement work. So basically has several programs in which people learn about relevant local public policy issues and also how to engage with them as a, as a citizen. So so you, you have a PhD, uh, and it has to do with post-World War II economic shifts in American culture. Is that correct? Right. Or in the ballpark. In the ballpark, right. So I have a PhD in American culture studies, which is sort of a wide-ranging discipline. But my work was uh, at the intersection of urban policy and racial equity, which really, and I, the work that I did was about how urban policy and, and policy in general affects quality of life, particularly for vulnerable populations in urban centers. <clears throat> and that really ties in very well with the Rebuilding Center because so much of the work that we do at the organization, all of it really, has to do with improving the quality of life for people who are vulnerable um, in part as part of the legacy of public policies that have you know, um, supported um, economic inequalities in 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 Portland, in the region, in the country, and and you've been in St. Louis for your whole professional career up to That's this right. point. That's right. Yeah, I went there for college and 
got stuck, I guess is one way to say it. <laughs> and so what what was it about Rebuilding Center or was it Portland? What What is it that, that um, unstuck you and brought you to Portland? Yeah, so my husband and I had been meaning to move out of St. Louis for some time, but like like happens in life, you know, there's things that get in the way. There's grad school, there's kids, there's all this other stuff. So um, we had gotten to a point where kids were both old enough to move and not too old to move away from their friends and decided that um, we wanted to move to Portland. Um, it's a wonderful region for so many reasons, as it seems lots and lots of people agree. Um, and so, yeah, so I started looking for work in Portland and um, the Rebuilding Center couldn't have been a better fit. Um, I would have come here, you know, if the Rebuilding Center was in a, in a different city, I would have considered that as well. It's a, it was the perfect fit for me. Well, welcome to Portland. Uh, welcome to Rebuilding Thank Center. Thank you. Uh, Jackie Kerouac-Fram is Executive Director for the Rebuilding Center. Thank you for what the center is doing, and good luck with the new job. Thank you so much. Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil 
at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in. 